I still think it's a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> well, listen, there's 40 things on this list, and I would have to say, like, 75% of them are dumb. <laughs> as long as you know. <laughs> I do. I do. Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin, and today I'm joined by two of my favorite co-hosts, um today's episode 65 which falls on my 40th birthday yay happy birthday if you're new here you may not have heard me announcing obnoxiously for the last month that my birthday is coming up um and so it's really exciting i'm really excited to turn 40 and so i've kind of crafted this fun cheeky episode to record with emily and sarah so uh why don't you guys introduce yourselves Emily, you can go first. Okay, so my name's Emily. I have been Aaron's best friend since we were in grade seven. Um, I live in Niagara with my husband and my adorable puppy, and I um, am the director of happiness at a software company. Wow, I did not expect to do a full intro. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. I mean, you can embellish as much as you want to. <laughs> Right, sure. So my name is Sarah, and I own a bake. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I can't even. No, I have known Aaron for um, as long as I can remember because we grew up in the same city. Um, and I have three boys, just as she does, three young ones. And um, I work for a local university, helping students get jobs. Well, it's the Lord's work. It is truly the lord's work in this economy <laughs> with these with this generation of children <laughs> yes i mean everybody is like oh millennials but it's like oh you just you have no idea just it's so much worse wait so much worse. <laughs> yeah. now neither of you mentioned what i think is a crucial detail oh no oh, oh that we're also turning 40 yes boo no hooray i'm gonna make you be happy about it okay i'm gonna get out my list emily you're the youngest of us aren't you it's true yes so i have like four or five more months to do all of these things that i said i was gonna do before i turned 40 okay so here's the gist of this episode i did make a 40 for 40 list so is this stuff you want to do before you turn 40 or in the year that you are 40 my darling i turned 40 in two days well i don't know So I've made this list over the last, like, two weeks. Okay. And it's 40 in the year that I turn 40. But I think it's important to qualify that I don't really care if I do all these in the next year. Good for you. But making the list was very fun. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so if we never speak of it again, I think it will have have served its purpose. purpose. Yeah. 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 Um, Pros or cons, these kinds of lists. Emily, I know you're pro. Yeah, I don't do them super often because um, I have found that it is like setting myself up for disappointment a lot of the time. Uh, disappointment in myself, 
solely. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I do like to do them. I, w- I wouldn't say that I have like a great track record of completing the goals on the list, but I like making them. Mm. Uh, Sarah, for or against? Um, I don't know so much if I'm for or against so much as I'm just too lazy to make them. Mm. I don't really do those kind of lists. To be clear, I, I also have zero children. And you guys each have three children. So let's just like keep that context going. Yes. I do like to, when I hit a birthday, think back like within the last 10 year period. So I like to like reflect back and think like, um, was I better off or what have I, uh, have I accomplished and just sit and list them. Um, because me at 29 versus me at 39, like 39 is way better. 39 is way better. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I like to do it kind of backwards where it's like, no, this is, this is good. <laughs> I'd rather the loose skin and the happiness than <laughs> being 29. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Another medium lady shirt. I'd rather the loose skin and the happiness. Yeah. I'm just all sound bites. That's all I'm here for. No, prepared, not no, no, at all. Just, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So with my 40 for 40, and I appreciate both of you bringing your own perspective to the table. I did kind of want to share this with the medium lady audience because, and here's why, is that it's very personal to me. And I think sometimes I see our peer group and they're sort of like, who am I? What am I? What do I even like if it's not scrolling Instagram and watching Netflix? I'm not really sure. People say, I don't have any hobbies. You know, what do you do in your free time is like the most terrifying question anyone could possibly ask you. And (laughs) I feel like this kind of list is proof to people that you're more than you think you are. You contain multitude. So I just want to kind of like demystify that making a 40 for 40 list, people are like, I don't even know if I can think of 40 things, you know, Um, it's pretty, pretty fun and like kind of low stakes. And so what if you don't fill up 40 things? Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't specifically pick 40 things. I put things into categories and just like list. So like personal stuff to travel stuff, family stuff, career stuff, home stuff, and relationship stuff. Do you have an equal number of stuff in the stuff buckets? No. Oh, no. So rebellious of you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. So in order to talk about some of these things, but not all of these things, because I do think it would be a little nauseating and too navel gazy for me to have an episode where we go through all 40 things. So in order to talk about some of these things, mm-hmm. I made both of you a wheel randomizer, which is one of my favorite, like low fidelity things on the internet, which is this mm-hmm. wheel and you just put stuff into it and then you spin it <laughs> and it's really friggin' fun. Yeah. Um, so both of you have your own wheels with 20 things. You're going to spin them. We'll take turns and I'll kind of explain my item, but I would also like to invite you to elaborate on this item for me and or the parallel item for yourself. Okay. Emily's like, I can do this. It's I love that. So I have the wheel up and it's just like slowly spinning on the screen beside me. Very <laughs> ambient. Yeah. And enjoyable. Do you want to click it? I li- yeah. Okay. I well, you better click it. Cause we're okay, going to, okay, this is, okay. this is the episode. What does it say? Oh, um, I-, I love that it claps. Can you hear it clapping or is that no, just for me? That's okay. just for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says, uh, try new libraries when in a different town. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with the library. 
I've had a library renaissance. Library renaissance. <laughs> library renaissance. There we go. We got yeah. there. Um, in that probably, like, since I've had kids, I've just gone more and more and more to the library, to the fact that I'm at my own library probably twice a week. Picking up books, dropping off books, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Such a huge part of my life. But the building itself, like, I don't really care about that, which is kind of, like, too bad, because I feel like libraries are designed in very distinct and specific kinds of ways, and some are really, really old and super beautiful, some Mm -hmm. are new and modern, and, like, um, if I have the opportunity to travel for work, I would like to just take an hour out and visit a local library. I went to Milwaukee this past fall, and I really had, like, a total plan because there's not Milwaukee, Minneapolis, because there's some really cool local libraries, satellite libraries in Minneapolis. And I had a total like walking tour planned out in Google and I knew exactly what I was going to do. And then I was just hit by this like super low mental mood. And Mm. all I wanted to do was be in my hotel room Mm. between the conference things. And I was like putting on this conference face And then everyone's like, let's regroup in an hour and let's have quiet time in our hotel room. And I was like, I'm never going to regroup with you. (laughs) Infinite quiet time. I can't wait to be alone and sad. (laughs) And I'm joking, but I really, it was a really weird experience. Um, And I also kind of feel like it was a missed opportunity to visit a library. So that one's still kind of like in the back of my mind. I did also kind of qualify these by read, play, try, think, which is how I set up my monthly plan, um, because that's what works for me. But I would be interested for the two of you, because I know neither of you are going to be like, yeah, libraries, that's my jam. (laughs) But what would be the adjacent thing? If you're like in a new town, a place you've never been before, what are you going to like be like, there's more to life than just going from A to B as in the journey? You guys are, Emily, I feel like you and Andrew are already pretty good at this. At the, like, we're going to go to a barbecue place on our way to whatever. Yeah, food is probably the number one of, of like, trying new things when we're in different places. Uh, I will say the other thing for me is, like, flower shops. Oh. So, flower shops are, like, a greenhouse. (gasps) That's totally library adjacent. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Now I want to add that. There you go. But it's not, it's not as me as it is you, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I want people to see, right? Is riff on the, riff on the general concept of... Try a new X. Try a new X or explore when you're on your way somewhere else. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with taking another half an hour out of your journey to just swing by Sarah. Oh. Um, would you swing by blank? So, like, I... A different Sephora. <laughs> they have some different stuff, you know that? That's true. No. Um, no, I think I used to, I don't know, I used to be less good at traveling now with Kevin, which is like, we've been together 12 years, but, um, I kind of just let him control it. Cause I know that he's going to do something a bit crazy every time, like a bit was like, what, Ooh. what's happening right now? Like every time. Every time he's done something, he's like, got a plan. We're going somewhere wild and it's right off the hop. So like we landed in Jamaica, we get in the private cab because he didn't want to travel on the bus with everybody. He makes friends with the cab driver and he's like, hey, I've been reading up on these like thousand dollar bottles of um, rum that are distilled in Jamaica. Where can I get one? And off we go. No. 
I'm sorry, did your husband buy a $1,000 bottle of rum? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kudos to you for being, like, flexible enough to be like, sure, honey, whatever you want. One of the first times we went to New York, he was like, I've planned everything. And we went to, like, a Michelin star, and he got tickets to Broadway, and he took us on the that, like, walkway in Chelsea. and But it was all stuff he knew that I would like. Like, the Broadway was, was for me, not for him. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, I do a lot of fly by the seat of my pants, it sounds like. but <laughs> Okay, I love that. Mm-hmm. See, we've already learned so much about each other. You can also use these 40 for 40 as questions to just uh, interview your friends. Yes. That's really why I started a podcast, so that I could really <laughs> gain more deep, intimate question asking of my friends. Isn't that why yeah. everyone starts a podcast? Kind of, I think. I hope. Tell yeah. me your secrets for my <laughs> podcast. All right, Sarah, spin your wheel. All right. What number was that, M? Did it say? Uh, number 10. Oh, very good. Oh, 38. Learn to back in while parking. <laughs> this yeah. is an unnecessary skill to have. No, I feel like it's important to learn. So here's the thing. I drive to the train station almost every day. And every day, I marvel at how many people have backed in. So many people back in. So yes. many people back in. And when you get home, you get to drive out. It's true. And you don't have to worry about hitting a pedestrian in the train parking lot, which is something I worry about every day. But have you ever been late for something and somebody like kind of pulls ahead oddly and you're like, what is this asshole doing? And you're like, oh, you're reverse parking. You've held everybody up. Yeah. Because you need to reverse. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I have a very (laughs) specific opinion of people that back in. Oh, no. Uh, Do I have to scratch this from the list? No. No. You know what? If you want to learn it so that in case in case there's an ever uh, uh, emergency in which you need to be able to do this, I support you learning how to do this. If you become a person that just does this all the time, then we'll have to have a conversation. There was a woman that I worked with when I worked at the winery who backed into her parking spot every day. And I was like, why do you do that? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, are you really that important that at the end of the day, you just need to be able to peel out of your parking spot? But it's like a way to take care of your future self. Yeah, it is. What about the parallel park? What are your thoughts on the uh, parallel no, park? No, that's not useful to me. I will just continue to drive until I find a spot I can pull it to. I would rather do a 47 point turn into a parallel spot than have to learn. I, I try it every time being like, today's the day. Oh, <laughs> it never up. works. Line yeah. up your window. Yeah. I try to remember like way back to driver school when they're like, is it your back seat you're supposed to line up? It's your window to their window. And then you like do one revolution of the wheel and it's to the wheel yeah. and then you whip it around. Yeah. Yep. We all remember it. Theoretically. Right. It's not a, it's not a skill I require. No. Can I also tell you, I think that um, backing into a parking spot is also kind of sentimental for me because my dad's mom, my Oma, Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time with her over March break in the holidays, and she would take us to places like libraries, and she would say, watch this, I'm going to back in. And she'd be like, in her early 70s, backing into parking spots. She'd be like, not a lot of people back in, Erin. I'm going to do it. Watch this. See, that's adorable. She'd love to brag about what a great driver she was. I like any time you can use ordinary things to prove to children you are magic. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) 
so that's yeah. the other thing is I kind of, I think as I was building this list, I also thought like, what would I want people to remember me for? And I remember that my Oma loves, she's still alive, but she, when she, she doesn't drive anymore, but she loved backing in and she loved to point out to me that she was backing in. That is precious. Yeah. yeah it is. I still think it's a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> well, listen, there's 40 things on this list and I would have to say like 75% of them are dumb. <laughs> as long as you know. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. And I forget a lot of them now that you're spinning the wheel. I have this brief like clench of my butt to be of like, of your sphincters. I forget what's it's on. It's going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Emily, spin one. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not getting off that easy. What oh. is your version of backing in to a spot? I've always wanted to be able to blank. I genuinely don't know. Okay. Um. Oh, I would like I would like to learn how to use the very expensive camera that my husband bought me for my birthday two years ago. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I have multiple. I mean, I work for a company that makes software for photographers. I work with multiple photographers. And I basically have to keep being like, hey, if I bring in my camera, will you teach me how to use it? Because there are too many buttons. Um, so, yes, that's what I would like to learn. That's on my list, actually, was to take a um, to take an online photography course. Very good. Mm -hmm. But first, I have to learn how to use the fucking camera. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Um, I would like to be better with power tools, which sounds oh. kind of maybe crazy, but... No, it sounds amazing. So my whole family does construction. My whole family's really good at it, but we've always also had kids around. So there's always been like, hey, if you watch this kid, then I can go and do the thing. And it's I've always been the youngest. So it's like, yeah, I'll watch the kid. No problem. And now I'm about to turn 40 and I'm not really confident with a drill. I'm not really confident. Like I know how to use power tools and I even took a woodworking course to get more confident, but I just don't use them all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. Sorry, you're going to have to say more about, I took a woodworking course one time. <laughs> yeah. I took a woodworking course, uh, wanting like a while ago, wanting to get before I had kids when I had time um, <laughs> to take courses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to get better at it, to basically be able to like, just be able to do my own kind of stuff around the house. Mm -hmm. um, but the guy who was teaching the woodworking course was super into woodworking, like super, super, like he brought in books about rare woods that you can use. I love him. So he wasn't really like good at instructing us from that basic level. So like anybody in the course who had a little bit, was a little bit better at it, just kind of progressed with him. And we were all building the same bench. So some people were at like step 20 and I'm at step two being like, can you come back here and show me? I just imagine it was Ron Swanson. It was actually a very young guy. Oh, interesting. If it was Ron Swanson, I would have stuck it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I did not finish that bench. I'm a bad teacher, but I'm very passionate. Very passionate. But I love that that's also adjacent to like part of your family's vocation. Oh, big time. Mm -hmm. Part of like just the roles that we play in our lives and how it puts us in, in the pathway of certain skills or not certain skills. And you can like change your mind at any time. It's not like you're going to say like, I just don't 
the time for me to learn how to use power tools is past. That's how I feel about backing in. It's, it's like, I could easily say, this is a skill I don't need. I'm going to move on from my life and be a person who doesn't know how to back in. <laughs> but that's so close to like being like, you know, the people who are like, I just don't drive at night. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay. It's just 40. We can do some more stuff. Is it that you actually don't know how or you just don't feel comfortable backing? I don't think I really like, like I could maneuver the car into a spot yeah. over a half an hour. What <laughs> half an hour? Like I could get it there, but the general, like what windows mirrors to check and the, the like Jimmy jammy in and out, I can't do. <laughs> you know what you should do to get better at it? And you're going to hate this suggestion. You should tip down the middle mirror so you can't use it. That seems dangerous. Because you don't actually, especially if you have a a reverse camera where you can see that there's no children behind you. No, I don't. Well, make sure there's no children behind you and then tip the camera. Sarah's backing up pro tip. Make sure there's no children behind you. And then (laughs) I learned to back up quite a huge, again, uh, because my family owns a construction company and I drove um, a big dump truck and they, you can't see, there's no reverse mirror in the middle because there's a box behind you, right? There's the big truck bed. And I was like, what the is this? This is huge. Why don't I have like 10 mirrors? But (laughs) you get used to it. Where is R2-D2? That's right. Now I feel more confident that you can back a dump truck up. I can definitely back my little Honda CRV from 2012 in there. Baby J. All right. Was that only two? Oh my God. Sorry. (laughs) Half an hour. Let's do some more tangents. Okay. Em, I think you're next. You're dying to spin it. Spin it. So it is number 14. Check out new parks and bring a book or a journal to spend quality time there. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we usually check out parks, but it's like for the kids. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a jungle gym, mm-hmm. a new jungle gym, fresh, weird playground. Mm-hmm. So exciting to them. Yeah. But I thought, oh, you know what? There's all kinds of parks everywhere. And you know when you're driving... And you have your GPS on and you see these like squares of green and you're like, oh, there's a park. There's a park. Didn't know that. Cool. There's a path back there. Oh, neat. And um, but if I didn't have my kids to play on the play structure, I would really like, why would I go to a park? But they're all around and it seems kind of like a missed opportunity. So I'm like, well, if I have something to do, I need like my security activity. Uh, I'll just bring a book and read in a new park with a book. I probably will do this, of course, only during the summer. Yeah. But it feels like there's a lot, and there's some other things on this list that are similar to this, is it feels like at 40, I've lived in the same place for 10 years, that there's a lot that's undiscovered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... You know, I lived in Toronto for over, over 10 years, and when I left Toronto, I was like, I didn't even scratch the surface of what it's like to live in Toronto. (laughs) Yeah. But that's really kind of true of anywhere that you live. It's true. It's very true. Mm -hmm. You know, you spend your time going to the 1% of places that you figured out. And it seems kind of easy. 
just I do that a lot if I'm going to be early somewhere. Oh. I will like find a place that's like aesthetically pleasant to park my car and yeah. like read in my car as opposed to like just driving to like what doctor's appointment or whatever and sitting in the parking lot. I find somewhere that's nice close to it and I park there and I wait until my appointment is. See, that's a good hack. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've never even thought about that. It's a lot more enjoyable than just like sitting in the parking lot of yeah. a strip you- mall. Do you go early on purpose? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes it's just uh, my anxiety that's like, you need to be there 30 minutes early, and I don't. But um, sometimes I do it on purpose, if I have the time to. Mm-hmm. There we go. I stole that one from you. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> Sarah, what is the, like, adjacent to this activity for you? Um, I don't know. I, uh... I feel like I don't have time <laughs> to do a lot of park visits that are not for the kids. I think that I don't have time to do really any of these things on the list. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I really don't. Like, I saw that and I was like, find a new library, eh? Okay. Yeah. When will you be doing that? <laughs> when will you be doing that? But I don't know. Something about putting it on the list was kind of like part of the work. Mm-hmm. Of being like, what do you do for fun? I have no idea. But now I have this list of 40 for 40, and that's kind of like what I do for fun, is make 40 mm. for 40 lists. And <laughs> I like finding new waterfronts, now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Nice. I don't know why, yeah. but it's like, oh, look, just like a little puddle of water. Beautiful. Let's... <laughs> yes, exactly. This is so much better than dirt. <laughs> It is. To me, yeah. when I see people who go camping and they're like, look at the wilderness. I'm like, but where is the water? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hard pass. Even if it's freezing cold, I'm like, you still need to look the water as the focal point. Yes. yes. Yeah. Agreed. Have you always been like that? Yes. Like a real affinity for water? Yeah. Yeah. yeah big time. Mm-hmm. Em, you're kind of like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it had to do with the, all the time I spent in Dover when I was growing up. And then when I moved to Niagara and like everywhere in Niagara has water, like mm-hmm. lakes and, and canals and, you know, the falls and stuff. So now I don't think I could live in a place where there wasn't like water that I could sit and look at like five or 10 minutes away. That's so nice. I used to row for like row for heart and mm-hmm. it felt like such a strange break in the middle of the week where it's like, Wednesday you go to your practice but then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the water on the on a boat that's just like powered by rowers and it felt so serene even though you're like sweating your butt off because frankly you're rowing but (laughs) it was such a strange nice break in the middle of the week like a a vacation I don't know I remember you said that you were like oh I highly recommend this it's like taking a vacation on the water once a week Mm -hmm. and I was like what a nice way to talk about exercise it really Mm -hmm. was Okay, Sarah, you get to spin the wheel and we'll just stare at each other awkwardly while it spins. <laughs> well, it just like slowly. Oh my God. Make my own book tracker. Okay, so here's the thing I had a little book journal mm-hmm. that had 100 slots and I filled them and I really liked this little book journal, but it was kind of inconvenient because if I didn't have the journal with me and I finished a book, it was kind of like, Oh no, what did I think? I don't know. And then I would back enter and it would be less satisfying, but still good. And now I have this electronic tracker 
from this podcast that I really love. And I subscribe to their Patreon to get access to this tracker, but it's very detailed. Mm. That's too detailed for me. And it's actually missing some stuff. So I've had to add columns to this very detailed tracker. So I want to, and I'll probably will do this very soon, uh, modify the things that I liked about the book, Mm -hmm. the journal, and the things that I like about this Excel Google sheet and merge them into my own. And that will make me very happy because I love to track my books. I love to. I mean, I come on the podcast and I talk about books anyway, so it also serves this like secondary utility. But I love to remember what I'm reading and to like think about it. And Goodreads, I don't like Goodreads for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that you wanted to like overthrow Goodreads, which I was mm-hmm. all for. Well, you know, <laughs> you want... <laughs> no, no. But if people want my book tracker, I'll give it to you. No problem. You can take... Just join the Patreon, the Medium Lady Patreon. Listen, I think... I thought p- about putting Make a Patreon on there. I think I'm going to make a Patreon. Uh, with what time, I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> these are all good ideas. I am surrounded by laundry right now, so it's fine. Alright, um... Questions, book tracker. Okay, what's the adjacent activity for the two of you? Hmm. What do you like to, like, categorize and, like, itemize and get super micro on in your life? I will say that one thing that I have been doing this year that wasn't a part of my 40 for 40 goal, but I've been doing it and really enjoying it, and I am actually just realizing I didn't do it for last month and I have to, is that I do a gratitude list at the end of each month um, for the things I was grateful for, for for the previous month and then the things that I'm looking forward to in the upcoming month. And I have enjoyed, like, reading, going back and reading them throughout the year so far. So I'm very into that. Um, so I think I already made mine, and I... Sh- told you guys about it with my weird intensity. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> What's it called again? It has a name, right? Oh, yeah. I forget the name. Uh, just like something about me being super extra. I don't think that's but, what it was. But how is it going? It's going very well. So I will just explain that um, I felt very disconnected from people after the pandemic. Um, uh, and just like I wasn't connecting with enough friends and like I was just kind of narrowed my focus to what I was doing day to day. Um, and I really like connecting with my friends. So I made a huge Excel spreadsheet of all of my friends and Kevin's friends, uh, separated by region. And then um, by how much I anticipate seeing them in the year. So monthly, monthly, um, quarter year, quarterly, bi-yearly, and then annually, right? Biannually, annually. Um, and then I put in the dates of when I last saw those people so that I can then keep myself accountable. So people who are like uh, somebody who I expect to see annually and I haven't seen them in a while, then I can book time with them. Oh my gosh. No, don't even, don't even, this is amazing. I'm so glad you shared all of that because I think that this is actually feels kind of like a quintessential hallmark of turning 40. Mm. Starting to micromanage the things in your life that you really love, mm-hmm. whether it's me and my books, whether it's really getting down to the brass tacks of your gratitude practice, or you're project managing your relationships. It's effective. It's effective <laughs> yes. because you have right to. now we know these things don't happen by accident anymore yeah. in our lives. 
right? Like I just said, like we spend most of our time in 1% of the radius of our own communities and we don't step outside of that comfort zone, mostly because we can't. We're busy, we have responsibilities and we have timelines and schedules and we're living to the external world expectations all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's very joyful to just kind of go all in on something yeah. like friendships, like gratitude, like books, like makeup, like travel, like Disney, like Star Trek, like whatever your gig is. Like who is in the Star Trek on this call? <laughs> no, no, I'm just listing things. Somebody out there, you know, maybe it's Pokemon. I don't know. Maybe it's crochet, but like take 40 as permission to go all in on your thing. Yeah, I agree. And track it because it matters. Mm -hmm. Like I track the books I read because they matter to me. Yeah. Sarah tracks human people relations. That sounds nicer. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> wants to know the last time she saw you. And if it's been too long, she's going to fix that problem. Yes. My favorite part is that as is that at some point, Sarah had to sit down and look at a list of all of her friends and decide... <laughs> This is a yearly friend, and this is a monthly friend. Okay. I didn't say it. Being a monthly friend? Yes. Yeah. No, listen. So there are friends who live far away. So okay. Uh, okay. Yes. It's more but a geography also, thing than it is like a fuck. I like Amanda. See that, see Amanda's that a... One time a year. No. Jesus. No. But this person but lives I in Australia. To, yeah. I think had to think about how much these people want to see other people. So like not every friend is extroverted as we all are. I have friends who are introverted and don't want to be pushed to hang out. That's fair. So it's like, I, I only push them every six months or every year. So I have to really, I was also thinking about what they, how, how they want to see me. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. But some people also didn't make the list. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I was going to put that on the B-roll, but I was like, I really want to know who got cut. <laughs> I want to see tab B of that spreadsheet. <laughs> That's on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very good. I love that. Okay. I think, Sarah, is it your turn to spin? No. That was your turn. Yeah. It's my turn. And I've already spun. So this just says, meet Jillian and Steph. <gasps> Yeah, so these are my two. Yeah, yeah. And I have, I have, I mean, Jillian and Steph are very specific people in my life that I text and talk to every single day. Um, and Jillian lives in Buffalo. Steph lives in Florida. And I just feel like I've been friends with these women on the internet for three years. And I have to find a way to meet them in person. Mm -hmm. And there's that list honestly could have had a number of wonderful and lovely people on it. Um, and I think it's again, actually not dissimilar to, but maybe adjacent to what Sarah's saying about the effort that we have to put into our friendships mm -hmm. in our forties or just in this season of life is to be on purpose. And I always know that like, I know I would meet these women someday but I think there's some added motivation and power by putting it on paper, putting it on a list mm -hmm. that will hopefully make it more likely. So, yeah. Uh, Jillian and Steph coming at you, whether you like it or not. They both know that they're on this list. I already. Yeah. So that's that's on my list. Do you have Internet friends that you have met or would like to meet? I met an Internet friend this past trip uh, when I went to Florida in January. Um uh, 
a girl that I've been following for a really, really long time who's just lovely, and she works um, in costuming at Disney, actually, and she just got her dream job, and she now supports, uh, her name's Sarah, she now supports the um, costuming for everybody in, like, performing arts at at the parks, so she does, like, um, parade costuming and stuff, yeah, it's so cool. That's so cool. And so I, we've been, I don't know, internet friends or whatever for maybe two years and we met uh this time uh and then we're gonna meet up again when I go uh around Christmas and then there's another girl that I have met um also through Disney through Instagram that we're gonna meet up in January as well we all want to meet these internet friends and they all live in Florida (laughs) (laughs) interesting I have no internet friends but you have a lot of real friends on a spreadsheet and some people who aren't on that spreadsheet that are still friends I don't have enough friends to fill a spreadsheet. I know. So it's like it's not a it's not a huge spreadsheet. It's just no. I do have friends that I haven't seen in like a decade, and there's no real reason for that that I'd like to go back and see them. But mm-hmm. I don't man, know. friendship is tough. We've talked about this the three of us a couple times mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jillian and Steph, they're on the forty for forty. Sarah, can you uh, uh, give us another one, and then maybe we'll do one more and wrap it up because we love talking this hour-long podcast of we do love talking i mean it's a special episode we're all turning 40 it's a big deal yeah it is a big deal and it's also it's a bfd it's also i feel like not that common for everybody to have this to hit the same milestone in the same year yeah 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 i think that's great too like i'm excited for you guys to turn 42 i'm excited that chantal went first just yeah. at, like she just she goes first, she handles it with like grace, and then she reports back like, "Don't worry, guys, it's not that bad." Every every time there's a milestone, I remember saying that to her when she turned thirty too. It's like, "Thank you for going first, I appreciate it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one says, "Interview Hannah Louise Poston." Oh my gosh! Okay, so this for the podcast. Yeah, so this is like way out there. Probably won't happen. But this was me sort of manifesting my dream. So Hannah Louise Poston is my favorite beauty YouTuber because she is sort of against consumerism for consumerism's sake. And she doesn't really chase trends. And she's sort of a minimalist, even though her job is to talk about makeup. And she talks a lot about challenging the ideas of pursuing makeup because you're pursuing like your fantasy self and like just like checking where your drive to buy things comes from. And I've been following her for about four years and I just thought I'd put it out there. Mm-hmm. I feel like we would have a good time if I interviewed yeah. her. I also think this was another way to kind of put something on paper that like I'm a little bit embarrassed to say like, hey, I want to interview this beauty YouTuber. Um, but also like, who cares? No big deal. It's fine. And if it happens, that would be amazing. And if it Mm -hmm. doesn't happen, that would also like mean nothing about me and who I am as a person. I'm still, I'm still great. Um, but I don't know. It also kind of feels like, I don't know if you feel this way, but like rounding 40, you can kind of like stop to give a shit so much. Yeah. You know, like I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I'm going to pitch myself to Hannah Louise Poston and I expect to get crickets back and then I'll, maybe do two or three follow-ups and it'll it'll we'll call it a day but it it's the worst that could happen 
is not interviewing her. Yeah. And that's yeah. right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's the current state you're in. Yeah, I just feel like I'm moving into a place where I can ask for what I want in a mm-hmm. slightly different way of a perfect stranger on the internet. Um, and we'll see if it happens. And also, shout out to Hannah Louise Poston. If you want something on beauty YouTube that's not people opening things and putting makeup on their faces, it's a really, really refreshing channel. I'll put her in the show. All right. I'm into it. Okay, that's probably the most embarrassing thing on the list. That is the most embarrassing thing that you want? Well, embarrassing meaning people would be like... Now I just want to look through all of these and be like... "Mm, Yeah, I know. I don't know. How dare you? (laughs) Oh, well, maybe it's all embarrassing. Like, is that the kind of thing that keeps people from doing this kind of thing or sharing it? Is it like your secret list? Like, is it silly to say? Like, it's all silly. The whole thing is silly. I don't know how people think it dr- is. dream like this. No, I think this is, I don't think it's silly at all. I think it's no. actually really wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think people don't take a whole lot of time to sit and evaluate what they want out of life and being Mm -hmm. this intentional means that you will achieve some of this absolutely and if you weren't intentional then you wouldn't yeah but is it time or is it something else is it like i don't have time to make a list of weird hopes and dreams for my 40th birthday so i'm not going to or is there something else that gets in people's way i think the other thing that gets in people's way is just like the um uh, how do i say this a lot of people let life happen to them mm-hmm. as opposed to being more um, intentional about what they want. And I think that that's a completely fair thing because mm-hmm. you do, everybody has so many expectations on them, especially parents, but like so many societal expectations on them. Um, and they are just constantly chasing the, I did that thing that I was supposed to do versus I did that thing that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think the majority of people aren't sitting down and thinking this stuff through and really being intentional with it. I think they're just like trying to keep their head above water a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. I just see this kind of thing as the thing that keeps my head above water. Yeah. But I do think that's very unique about you. I don't think that there's a lot of people that are like, if I could just carve out an hour for myself to journal about my goals, I feel like I would feel mm-hmm. much better about about my life as a whole. I think most people, like we were talking about this the other day, but like the clean house thing and about how when you have a day off to yourself, are you going to spend that day like trying to get ahead by like doing all of the shit that you've been putting off in your house, like putting away the laundry and... I try to make it an even split of like, I do spend half of the day doing the stuff that I feel like I need to get caught up on in life. And then I spend half of the day doing a thing that like makes me happy. But I think maybe I'm projecting, but I would assume that most people spend most of the time trying to catch up versus trying to sit down and be intentional and find things that bring them joy. That's not what they're doing when they get that big chunk of time. I think it makes a a percentage of people uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes them feel selfish, I think. To step away from the, I don't know, the perpetual expectations, Mm -hmm. to step away from that and to do something completely different Mm -hmm. is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's it's comfortable to just load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher, wipe the counters, do the laundry, fold the laundry, put the laundry away. And getting caught up, there is no getting caught up. Yeah. I mean, maybe for you. I hope that maybe there is getting caught up for some people, but but I just feel like there's no such thing as getting caught up. And 
I need to get to know myself. And it is selfish. Mm -hmm. But the return on investment has just been so much greater than any sensation that I have when I look at clean counters. Yeah. Is it selfish, though? Um... I think though? we could I probably so. go deeper down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I think people avoid writing a 40 for 40 list because there are some uncomfortable truths. Yeah. That you, like, there's some really simple stuff on this list. Like, go to a new park. And it's like, wow, big time goals happening on this girl's 40-year-old <laughs> well, no, list. I think, we, I think you hit upon something really important here. And the reason why people don't write goal lists is like a, a New Year's Eve resolution kind of vibe where it's mm -hmm. like, this year I'm going to, you know, find a new partner, lose 50 pounds, like get mm -hmm. that promotion. And it, it's these goals that they don't, that, they, that are so hard to achieve. Mm -hmm. Or they, they don't, don't have, have any control over. That they don't have any control over, right? Yeah. I think, I think to a certain extent, some people are, not some people, a lot of people, myself included, bad at goal setting. Yeah. Mm. So like knowing yourself well enough to be like, I'm going to set this achievable goal that I know will give me something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of people can't do that. I think you're right. I think you're right. And it's some of those memes of like, you know, people who dread making small talk. Or moms who go to the playground and can't interact with other moms because we've set our expectations way too high. Mm -hmm. That you have to be impressive in every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. And that if you're going to set a 40 for 40 list, that it has to be the most miraculous and magical moments. I think some of the stuff on there is like, you know, um, so dumb. <laughs> but it's so me. Yeah. I think I put like... I think I put, like, learn more about the cottagecore aesthetic, because I really feel like if I didn't have Nick in my life, I would go full ham on cottagecore. Agreed. And then another thing is, like, read more books by women who are turning 40, which I also felt was kind of sad, because I actually couldn't think about books about women in their 40s, which, uh, that's a whole other thing. And then there's other things that are just, like, um, tell 40 people I love them, and I'm not going to care if it's awkward. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. These are the things that are unique to me that are proof to me that I know myself. Mm -hmm. They're not proof to you that I'm doing awesome. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've said before on my goal setting episode is that like your goals should be a way to acknowledge how far you've come, not a way to berate yourself for what you haven't yet mm -hmm. turned into. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I feel like this 40 for 40 is, is like, I'm a person who loves to read. I love to be with people. I love to explore new places and try new things. I really love nature. Um, there are some skills that I find particularly dazzling. <laughs> like backing into <laughs> I think there's another thing is like take a ballet classes on there. Yeah. You know, like, and these are the things oh, that are like uniquely speak to either my inner child mm -hmm. or my like outer grown up. And. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of really want this for everybody, this experience for everybody, but I don't want to be like a goal bully about it. And so thank you for being on the podcast today and helping me deconstruct what it can look like and how you can share it with people mm. and you don't have to take yourself so seriously. And I'm not going to do an episode of like, did I achieve my 40 for 40? <laughs> Cause I'm probably going to discover 40 other things along the way next yeah. month that are like equally like a great idea and emily told me learning to back in was stupid so i have to change it for something else look at i'm happy
I'm happy for you to, to, to acquire the skill. But if you become a person that backs in on default, I will not be happy. That's all I'm saying. We never drive together, so you'll never know. Also true. That's true. We don't ever drive together. Emily always drives if we go anywhere. Is that true? Oh, okay. Your car's the nicest. It's fully paid off now, too. Oh, very nice. Was that on your 40 for 40? It wasn't, actually, but... uh, You can add it. Yeah. Yeah, put it on there and then cross it off. Not that impressive. (laughs) It It was, like, just the calendar that it happened but yeah it is impressive don't say it's not impressive because it is no it has to last forever (laughs) um i said that telling people i love them is on my 40 for 40 and i don't care if it's awkward and sarah i love you very very much oh i love you too and emily i love you very very much (gasps) i love you too that's never awkward no no No, because sarah's like more yes (laughs) (laughs) yes Sarah's uh, like, yes. more eye contact. <laughs> yes. Hold me longer. Make it, <laughs> That's right. Make it real weird. Now I'm coming for a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that you did this spontaneous episode with me. It makes me feel very supported and encouraged. And you guys are really some of the best friends a girl could ask for, honestly. Oh my gosh. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. And I can't wait to celebrate your 40th too. Even if you're not excited, I'm excited. I'm kind of excited for my 40th. <gasps> Good. Yeah. Emily? I'm excited about having a big big milestone birthday. I'm not sure I'm excited about being 40. Mostly because it means, I mean, I'm already the oldest person that works at my company, but, like, I'm going to be 40 and everyone else will be in their 30s and 20s. I don't love that. But everything else other than that is fine. You'll get to say things like, you'll see when you turn 40. <laughs> say that to my boss. When you yeah. turn 40, Brian. I've already started to kind of like throw it around. Yeah. Like it's got weight to it. It does. Do you know what I mean? I'm a 40 year old woman. Yeah. 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 Feels good. You guys are doing a good job and I love you. You're doing a good job. I love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye.